Welcome to CHN Radio, episode 95. I am your host, Greg Troxell. You can follow me on Twitter at NUFC underscore Greg. It's a great week because we are just a few more days closer to a Newcastle United match. And to join me in talking about this sweet, sweet, sweet match day upcoming, I have the best damn co-host in the land, Elijah Newsom. Well... It is I, and I'm excited to be here. Um, if you're not following me on Twitter, what the heck are you doing? At Elijah underscore Newsome. I'm just super stoked to be talking about my Newcastle United uh, magpies. We got to get a new mascot. Nah, the mag the mags stay. All right, fine. I was just throwing it out you there. You know who needs to get one? Burnmouth. They need to. They oh. need to figure something out. The cherries. Or are they the cherries? Terrible. Oh god! No, oh, what a terrible! I, I mags eat cherries. Yep. Fact. Yeah. Fact. You can book it. And they're smarter than it. them. Yeah. 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 I'm sure that uh, an animal is smarter than a fruit. Yeah, it's confirmed. Yeah, uh, I can confirm. Or cherries could re- could actually also mean like really fat, sunburned people. Because there's a beach down on the south coast where Bournemouth is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. But that's there's all also also Whitley Bay, in the north. Yeah, but no one's fucking swimming in Whitley Bay. Oh in yes, December. they are. Oh, I said the f word. I guess uh, let's mark this one explicit then. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Um, um, where do people follow us on the twitters? Well, that's what I was going to bring up. Oh. At chn underscore radio, and it's a. Definite time that you're going to want to follow us because we announced our first giveaway. Mm. Um, but one thing we didn't announce, which I guess we should clear up here, is when are we going to announce the winner? No, I don't know. Should we do it Sunday? Uh, I want to give the people a little bit of time. Let, yeah, let's do it before our next episode, like the same day the episode drops. That so would be next like Tuesday. No, that would. Be, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. I'm with it. Oh, wait. Do we have an international break? Yeah, but we're still going to review this match so oh yeah yeah we still have to review yeah yeah yeah. could could yeah so then yeah so then (laughs) until next tuesday make sure you follow us and retweet our tweet that's that tells you what we're giving away a gorgeous sexy and ufc hat black and white no cap no cap we're giving it away did you like that tweet yeah yeah yeah, i did that well it was no cap 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 cap. or no it was no cap 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 (laughs) no cap 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 (laughs) No cap, cap, cap. We're giving away this hashtag and UFC hat. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that's a thank you to the people for getting us those five-star reviews. So now we will gift you. We'll pick a winner. Um, we're going to pick a winner from who retweets us. But if you're, we find out that you also aren't, if you're not following us, then you, you go. We'll pick someone Well, I mean, else. there's a more efficient way to say that. We just, we're picking a winner from someone who retweets and follows us. Yeah. We essentially said the same thing. Yours was just better. <laughs> it's okay, man. You know, some some of us were born to podcast and some of us were born to tweet. 
And I was born to do neither. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah, I'm good with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. So this podcast is going to be filled with nuggets for you. We'll get some club news out of the way, and then we'll preview our match against Burnmouth. Um, a home match against Burnmouth where we're taking Ooh. on a top 10 side. All that stuff is, is really weird to say, even in today's and this season's really weird, possibly parody-driven Premier League. So let's get into some club news now. Um, my boy Kellen Watts. Oh, if you've been Kel Watts, if you've been following any of my like the monthly reports, by the way, the October one will be up tomorrow. Um, Kellen Watts and Freddie Woodman are easily the best two uh, loanies that we have right now. Kellen Watts is a center back for Stevenage. The problem with with judging his ability is that Stevenage literally just cannot score goals, and they're in last place. Um, so they're about to be out of the football league pretty soon but Kel Watts is dominating they're not losing games four or five nothing they're losing games one nothing and they're just not scoring um and in fact he actually did score an FA Cup penalty to have his team advance so that was pretty oh. cool um so he got a new extension he's absolutely doing well he's definitely better than the competition um it's just a shame that his club is pretty bad I, I would have loved to see him play for like a way better League Two side, but I, it's very hard to predict what League Two sides are actually going to do well. So I don't want to hear you guys blaming Shola for that one because, like, how is anyone going to know? Um, no. But, yeah, he signed a three-year deal or extension. Um, he signed his first pro contract last year. Um, so I'm assuming that was a one-year deal, and they just extended it three years now after seeing the promise. Elijah, do you have any thoughts? I mean, Kel Watts seems like a good guy. I mean, it would be cool to see Newcastle, you know, take a little bit step forward in investment in their academy and get some more products like this where it's like, yeah, I reckon in a couple years Kel Watts can make this squad and yeah. potentially even next year. I mean, we're just stacked in our defensive positions. Um, but it's cool to see some of these success stories. Your Maddie Longstaff, your Sean Longstaff, your Kel Watts. Etc. Etc. Yeah, and it, this is another example of a player that's been identified by many as a talent, and I want to see him get caught up in the England squad. Like it, it just needs it needs to be happening. Um, this he was I oh crap I actually he was never mind, but it was a while ago. It was doesn't count. Oh, it was count almost a year ago. It. it was almost a year yeah. ago. He was caught up to the England U19s. Um, Justice for Kel Watts but he, and every other young guy. He was identified from Rafa as being a, a player with a ton of promise. And Rafa even put him on the bench um, in our season finale. Which is like, he didn't play, but like that's a that's a big statement at least. Um, and then he, he got some first team reps for us in China. Uh, remember that preseason tournament we did, the Asia Trophy Tournament? Um, yeah, with Neil Redfern's black and white army. <laughs> yeah, RIP to Neil Redfern. <laughs> so that, that, this is a player I'm genuinely excited about, and you know when he comes back to the first team, and, and I'm sure he got a lot of practice last year, but to learn from Fabian Cher and Federico Fernandez and all those guys, like are really good center backs, I think that's only going to help him grow. Um, so really happy for him. Mm. Um, another signing i guess it's a re-signing in a weird way but yeah. we brought back stefan o'connor for the u23s 
I think this is an absolute just depth and convenience move. Stefan O'Connor is just really tall and never going to make the first team. And that's that. He's a, he was in Arsenal's academy. Yeah, same. He's a hey, 97 boy. So uh, shout out to us in 97. Yeah. He's not even that tall. He's just 6'1". Which is that tall in soccer, football, whatever you want to call it. I guess, yeah. Because everyone's yeah, like 5'9". Right. <laughs> uh, Interesting. Uh, and then making the press is Rolando Aarons. So you may hear some great news about Rolando Aarons, but you come to listen to CHN Radio for the realness. Mm, is, preach on it. Is Rolando Aarons doing well in League One, Elijah? Well, according to the Chronicle, he is, quote, terrorizing defenses. <laughs> he is not. Yeah. He is not doing That's that. That's crazy. He oh. just scored his first goal of the season in League One for Wickham. Um, and they were making a big deal because he scored two consecutive goals. One was in League One, which is, yeah, cool, he scored. And the other one was in the EFL Trophy, which is the same competition that Newcastle's U21s play. So I wouldn't. But it was against Sunderland. So. Oh, then it's a great goal. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, it's probably goal of the season. Yeah. But he's not killing it. Not doing well. Greg, can I read you a comment from this Chronicle article that sums up this article in a nutshell? Yes, please. This is from Rob Brown from Facebook. Shout out to Rob Brown, who's profile picture is his two adorable dogs fighting so that's great i love that actually keep it up rob if you're listening uh he says sloppy headline papers report last week that wickham manager says aaron's will terrorize defenses now the chronicles headline is aaron terrorizes defenses (laughs) pretty standard for the chronicle these days Plus, it's not such a compliment when you consider that a player who is in serious contention for our, our squad drops down two leagues and ends up coming off the bench and scoring for their kids team yeah Yep, <laughs> that I honestly you can't say it any better than Rob Brown did. Maybe we should uh, make Rob Brown the new host of CHN Radio. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, it's just not. It's I mean I I can't see why people are saying he's doing well because uh, he's just not. No, not so hot take. I mean, when you yeah, when you send a player down, like especially with as much promise as he's had, you're expecting him to dominate this. And, and he's yeah. not. Let's so. be real. I mean, you send him down to League One to get his spirits back up because, like, he just hasn't done well anywhere else. Like, was he in the championship last season? No, he was in. Oh, I, actually, I, I well, he, like he, he was, was definitely in um, Slovenia, Slovakia. Oh yeah, he was somewhere. It, it basically uh, he was, was at another space. No, Czech Republic, Sloven yeah. Liberic, li- Library. Yeah. Well. Either way. And in Italy, I mean, Hellas Verona. Yeah, I remember the Hellas Verona thing where he just, like, never played. And it was just, you send him to League One because you expect that a player who is highly promising in your first team picture and at some point people thought was the future of this club, you'd expect for him to get back on track by playing and dominating in League One. And then you probably call him up back in January and then loan him to a championship club, you know, work his confidence back up. You don't expect for him to make his first start of the season about a month ago. So, um, not great. Um, about to be a fair, month ago. Ne- yeah. Ne- to be fair, he's been nursing an injury. Oh, shocked. Rolando Aarons is nursing an injury. And so he couldn't make his first team appearance earlier. 
but still. I like that. It's not. Joke it's not there. Yeah, you know, I had to set myself up for that. Tee myself up. <laughs> it's like top golf. You you put the ball in the tee yourself and whack it. Or like golf. I, I don't. Okay, so uh, now we'll just move up a level to the championship. We have seventh in the championship, Sheffield Wednesday and the Jacob Murphys, against fourth in the championship, Swansea City and the Freddie Woodmans. So if you're interested in watching that match, um, and not the Newcastle match because they are on at the same time, that's going to be at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern, yeah. 15. It's, Greg, odds Jacob Murphy plays in this match. Odds? Odds. Um, 98%. Okay. Is he starting for them now, or is he... Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. That's good for them. I mean, he's been... Like, he was another one that, that I'm kind of interested in, because, like, he had a like, flash-in-the-pan start where everyone was like, oh, is he, like, absolutely dominating things now? And then just went quiet. But now he's, like, in a thing where he has, like, I don't know, like, 15 appearances and... And those two goals in the first two games of the season are still the only two goals he's had. Yeah, it's interesting because this is a guy that we Rafa missed on. There's there's a couple misses in Rafa's career. Jesus Gomez is one. This is one. Um, there's a couple more that Rafa signed, and there's a couple misses. And this is just one of them. We got the wrong Murphy. Josh Murphy looked good last year and started every single match for his team and was not the reason that they were relegated. And Jacob Murphy um, barely made our first team and only started when there were injuries. So, um, yeah, shout out to the Murphys. And I have a correction. Jacob Murphy is not starting anymore. Yeah, that's what I thought. I didn't think he was doing that well. Um, he... But I didn't want to correct the master. Yeah. Bader. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's one for the people. All right, next bit. We were named the second most expensive club in the Premier League. Yeah. This is a report from the Mirror that, uh, I guess the Mirror um, tweeted out, not tweeted out, but wrote an article about the most expensive uh, clubs to follow, I guess. Um, And honestly, once you think about it, it makes perfect sense. Um, This is due to, one, the increase in season ticket sales, which is something that we did talk about over the summer in one of our pods um, and was one of the reasons for a resurgence in potential protests. Uh, Newcastle, for those who didn't know, raised their season ticket prices, which, to be fair, is not an uncommon practice, but I guess in the British world, it is an uncommon practice. Like, I mean, Atlanta United's raised their season ticket prices every single year. So um, it's just kind of what happens. Uh when you know like that you can afford to charge more than you do because profit and capitalism. Um, and this has actually been a 16.7% increase in season ticket prices since 2014. And then of course, travel is the, is the main reason why yeah. we're the most expensive club to be a fan of because we, we get sent to all ends of the earth all the time. And at inconvenient times, Monday night games in Bournemouth and, you know, Saturday, Sunday night games in Tottenham. It's just so, it says, uh, this season, Newcastle United fans will travel 68% more miles by train and 65% more miles by car uh, to away matches than the average Premier League fan. And, I mean, I get it. 
you know that if you schedule a Newcastle away match for a national television, that the away allocation is going to get sold out. But, you know, at some point, we need to have a talk with the Premier League. Like, this is getting a bit ridiculous. And, I mean, they're, like Newcastle, there's fans who they're spending so much money. I know Graham is one of them who spent, like, so much money traveling all the away matches and all that stuff. And you end up having to make sacrifices in other areas. And it sucks. So, yeah. Um, shout out to Newcastle for being capitalist, greed-hungry individuals, which shouldn't surprise anyone because Mike Ashley. Yeah. Um, and also, like, you obviously have two two other Northeast clubs that aren't doing too well. And true. actually both of them could be in League One next year. Mm. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there was a time where all three of us were in the Premier League, and obviously our travel time would obviously be decreased because we'd be going, we'd have two trips at a pretty short distance. Um, But yeah, still, we'd still be probably the most traveled, even with those two in there, because we're the furthest north. All right. And if Swansea gets promoted, then we'll have a club in Wales to also have terrible travel. Not, well, not really. I don't know anything about the the geography of (laughs) the UK, so... Yeah, Wales isn't. I mean, it's yeah, not that's not the case. Okay. I mean, it is for like Wales, like if you're in Swansea, going to Newcastle. Yeah, that's a hike, but to London, not that far. To Manchester, average. All right, um, international call-ups. There's not a lot of um, really for Newcastle. Only two confirmed, and that's. Kieran Clark and DeAndre Edlin for Ireland and USA, respectively. I am expecting yeah. Dubrovka, probably Atsu, probably Almiron, and probably you know, Croft. And probably Atletico Madrid's Javier Manquillo as well. Oh, yeah? Obviously. <laughs> I don't know. I would kind of be surprised if Cher got caught up with the injury. Yeah, it would be. I, would, I don't be, think he'd get called up. Yeah, I don't think even if he did get called up, I don't think Newcastle would allow it. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of injuries, this is kind of a, an aside, and of course we'll have more international uh, call up information on Tuesday's episode yeah. once the break starts and we have con- confirmation. You think Matt Ritchie would get called up? Actually, I don't know if he's um, injured still. I don't know. I I, I, I honestly I also tell. would not. Be happy if the club released him. Yeah. Let him let him rest. Yeah, let him rest. Um, but in other injury related news, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but yesterday, uh, Lejeune um, confirmed that this is his last. That that was his last. Um, yes. U twenty three appearance. So I was going to. I think we actually talked about that in the other pod. I just realized that. Uh, we that didn't. Have been we like, didn't. Um, okay. I, I just said that like I would have liked him to. I would like him to play one more and a full 90, but they're not doing that. Yeah. But yeah, no, he said that, that, that he's basically done there. I I don't think he'll play this weekend. He could have a bench appearance, but um, just in case, you know, in case the game is either in control in our favor or not, and, you know, you know, the whole just naming him to the first team, see if anything happens. But I doubt that he'll start, especially with the fact that our center backs are playing really well. Yeah. All right, Elijah, take us to the BS meter. All right, well, um, it's uh, your favorite segment, the BS meter. Um, and this one is one that appeared today. Um, 
um, let me see who first reported this um, because it is one that came out of left field but is very on brand for Newcastle United. Uh, this comes from Ian Dennis from the BBC. He says Newcastle and West Ham are both interested in the gank striker Mbwana Samata, the 26-year-old who did score against Liverpool um, in the Champions League. He has a release clause that's reported to be around £10 million um, for those interested so far this season. He has 13 uh, goals in the Pro League, four goals in the Champions League, one goal in the Belgian Super Cup, um, which means he's got 18 goals total. Um, He joined Genk way back in 2016, and that's kind of been the only European club He's played for uh, thus far, spent a lot of time playing in various African leagues, and only signed for about 912000 U.S. dollars. So a cheap signing that Genk got and has been a very important part of their team, has posted some good no- numbers over the past couple of years, and has 18 goals already this season. Greg, what are your thoughts on this £10 million release clause where we and West Ham are both interested in, in it? BS meter for you. Um, so we've obviously same owner, obviously, but, um, we've gone to Belgium before to get players, uh, all famous Matt Sells and Mitrovic and Chancel Mbemba all came from Belgian leagues yeah. and, um, and it's kind of worked out, especially the striker that worked out for us. Um, I think the Belgian Pro League is it's it's not a terrible league. And you see those those teams, while they're not winning in the Champions League, they're doing decent in the Europa League, but they're also not getting blown out and they're still playing well. So I think that and the fact that these players are getting this European experience is developing them at, at a better rate. So I, I think that this is a realistic signing and the fact that like if we do get him, it would be we. I would want us to sign like one more midfielder, and I think that could be our uh, Steve Bruce case for moving to his always dreaming of four four two formation. Yeah, um, that's 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 one possibility. Um, it, it's tough to move to the four four two when you have six good center backs or whatever. Yeah, it's. It's really tough. It's an interesting prospect to be, for Newcastle to be in. And if they want to commit to Steve Bruce and want to go all in on the Steve Bruce method, it's going to require selling at least one or two of those. I mean, maybe one, probably, of those center backs, it, whether it be Fetty Fernandez or um, – you like that? I use his nickname, Fetty. Um, or Kieran Clark. I mean, if I were Newcastle, I'd sell Kieran Clark because he's going to actually, you're actually going to be able to get some money for him because he's – a little younger than Federico Fernandez and, of course, has played well. Um, so that would be interesting. Um, my other possibility for this happening, because I think it's realistic as well, because the if the release cost is £10 million, it definitely makes sense. And you're getting a guy who um, has scored 18 goals thus far. I mean, by the time we're hitting January, this guy could have already scored upwards of 26, 27 goals just this season. Um, with with a couple assists, likely too. He's already got one. Yeah. Um, so I would say if you were to play the same formation or a similar five in the back, or still a one striker system, or four two three one, whatever you want to call it, um, I'd see that like maybe Dwight Gale is a guy who's on his way out. 
um, just because there's going to be a demand for him. There's going to be championship teams calling his name uh, because he's a great champions championship. Did I say Champions League or championship? I think you. I, I think you said championship, but everyone knows what you're okay, talking good. about. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. I was, I was because I almost said Champions League just then. I was like, wait, I hope I didn't say that earlier. But he's a good championship striker. And, like, every single January window, there's just interest in him, and people want to loan him in or sell him. And Newcastle, I think this is the time you sell him. I mean, I just, you know he's not a Premier League striker. Go ahead, sell him. Get your fee. Use that fee. Flip it into a guy who you could potentially, you know, could be a good a good signing. So, yeah, I think it's realistic. And, you know, West Ham's interested, and that's another team that, you know, is it's a possibility that he can go there as well. And, you know, it, it's good that other Premier League teams are interested. We'll see. This yeah. is a classic Newcastle transfer member, though. You know, West Ham's interested. Next thing you know, Crystal Palace is interested. Aston Villa's interested. It's going to be the same lot of, of teams that are always interested in the players Newcastle are interested in. Yeah. All right. Um, that's going to conclude our club news. We're going to preview our match against Bournemouth right after this break. Elijah. Yes, sir. We have match this Saturday, 7 a.m. Pacific, mm. 10 a.m. Eastern. And oh, 8 a.m. in Mountain West, which is where I'll be. So if you're eight, listening to this and you correct. live in Denver, I'll be at the Celtic on Market on Saturday. So I'll be excited to see some of you guys. Um, yeah, especially like, uh, I don't know. I don't have anyone in particular I want to see, actually. So no one, um, but I'll be I'll be there drinking a Moscow Mule, followed by a Guinness. You can guarantee it. Count it. Count um, on it. Yeah, this is a fiver. This is a big one here. Uh, we're to home match. It's going to be interesting because it's reported that Bournemouth are are bringing eleven hundred people, which means based on just going over each match to match, we're looking at like forty two thousand, uh, which is would be close to our lowest in a long time for a Premier League match. So that's going to be something to monitor there. It should be, I'm expecting to be a pretty empty, noticeably empty stadium. Um, Why? Huh? Why? Because that's... Why is it going to be so much? Because... uh, just like, what's your speculation to why? Because the away team's not going to bring their usual 5,000. They're taking 4,000 less. Well, I'm just saying, so, so, uh, okay, I guess... My real question is, is it is so? It's more of a, a Bournemouth thing than a Newcastle thing. Like Newcastle fans are still showing up. They're not Bournemouth still showing up though. We're at noticeably okay. low attendance on the home side. Okay, that's that was my that my coupled question. with a low low away attendance will make this one of the lower attended games in the Premier League. Didn't we have a fifty k game though a couple weeks back? Yeah, against Man United. Okay, that's fair. But that's that's interesting. People still showed up for that, even though that's. I don't yeah, know, I guess people, that was a winnable game. We won. Yeah. I, I I guess my point is Newcastle fans need to make up their their minds. Well, I think are a lot of them are. Matches. Well, yeah, but it's like, why does Man U get fifty k, and Bournemouth gets forty two k? You know. There's a there's a lot of factors, but we won't get into that. Yeah, I guess. Um. Okay, so. The Premier League table, it's an inter- interesting one because, we're, well, one, we're happy to announce that Newcastle United are not in the relegation zone. Um, oh, but us. neither are Burnmouth. They're in seven. Oh. And just as everyone predicted, they're right above, just below them is Brighton, and just above them is Sheffield. <laughs> so 
When when will the new when will the 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 season actually make sense? That's my <laughs> question. Like like there's just like I Bournemouth there also this is one for the the people. Is it Bournemouth or is it Burnmouth? I don't know. What what well, am okay. I saying? The people will let us know. You're saying Burnmouth, I'm Burnmouth? saying Bournemouth. Bournemouth? I don't yeah, know whatever. Everyone knows what we're talking about. We'll just about. keep it at that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, but anyway, when will when will like I think Bournemouth are a mid I'd say they're like I guess at maximum potential they're like a top 10 side they're like a 10th place 9th place team so definitely this is, not a 7th place team challenging for Europa League spot well and yeah like, they're one Brighton, point I just off don't understand yeah I just don't understand how Brighton's so high or Sheffield so, so when will you the, have when will the table correct itself your top is five is Liverpool Man City Leicester City Chelsea Arsenal that's okay you can understand that Le- yeah, Lester is I mean, obviously somewhere. a surprise, even though they've been there before once. It's still a surprise. But now I'll read you 6 through 12 in order, starting with 6. Sheffield United, Burnmouth, Brighton and Nova Albion, Crystal Palace, 10 is Manchester United, 11 Spurs, 12 Wolves. That's crazy that Spurs are at 11. And they're actually playing. They're doing well in the Champions League. Yeah. But here's and my other thing. they play Sheffield. So I'm interested to see how that's going to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, here, quick quick question. Why are Arsenal fans... I mean, I get you guys don't want Emery because he's playing... Bo- there's like there's like a, this vin- there's like this whole Emery out campaign going on right now. And they're in fourth. Yeah. It's... it's- this is what's They're making in the Champions League place. This is what makes the Premier League interesting this year. They're in fourth place, but they only have four wins. They have five draws. That's, that's fair. Yeah, that's that's the difference. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like that, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Like they they literally have one more win than Newcastle does, and they're in fifth place. Speaking of Arsenal, real quick, Arsene Wenger is linked to Bayern, and someone said, "Well, oh no, he'll have to change his name to Bayern Wenger." Which I thought was a pretty good joke. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, so, if it, if you want to, some people giggled. If you want to hear even more of a reason why Arsenal fans might be mad is they have two more wins than Southampton. So well, you know, hey, that's more but wins than Southampton. Four more wins than Watford. <laughs> four more wins than Newcastle. <laughs> no, only one more. Wait, we have three wins. Arsenal has four oh, wins. We do, oh, we do have three wins. Yeah. Good, good for us. Yeah. I forgot that we won this past week. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's. That's your Premier League table. Uh, oh well, I guess we'll talk about the Newcastle part of the table. So we're in fifteen. Yeah. Um, the interesting part is we're in fifteenth place on twelve points with a win that puts us at sixteen. Or wow, that's bad math. At, in, at, if we win, we'll have fifteen points. Right now. Teams that have 15 points are eighth place Brighton and ninth place Crystal Palace. So a win will put us one point away from seven. Um, the results, I mean, there's plenty of results I have to play, but that's how close everything is. Um, Newcastle United are currently five points off of Europa League spot. Hey, just think Steve about Bruce's that. <laughs> black and white army. Yeah, <laughs> so it's very tight, um, and. That's how it is. Okay, so yeah. we're going to dive into some lineups, injuries. I'll start with Burmouth first. Um, out, you will see David Brooks, Junior Stanislas, Charlie Daniels, Andrew Sermon, Jefferson Lima suspended. Um, seems like 
old old boy Dan Gos. Uh, man, I'm butchering his name. Dan Gosling. Remember him? He should oh, be back. Shout out to Dan Gosling. Yeah, yeah, he's he should be back. Uh, expect him to be involved in the the squad somehow. I don't know if he's going to play, um, but Bermuth is having a lot of issues with injuries. Um, I, I know they announced Andrew Sermon. I mentioned he's out. He they said he's going to be out until after this international break, and then uh, Lermet got five yellow cards, so that's his. Uh, suspend his uh, serving the suspension for that on Newcastle side. Longstaff still suspended. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Lejeune, Cher, and Richie because they're all nearing. They're all very close, and some would argue that all three of them could be in the lineup. Um, so Elijah, take it away. I mean, it is really hard to justify sitting Jetro Willems for Matt Richie, or even yes, sitting Kieran Clark for, for Fabian Cher. I, it's just it's just tough to justify that, um, especially also, or or bringing Lejeune into the side as well, a guy who has not played a single match under Steve Bruce's tactics. And if you could hear my inflection on my voice, it was with the air quotes. So tactics. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, I think we're gonna roll with the exact same lineup we rolled with. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, Jetro Williams, Karen Clark, Jamal Lascelles, Fetty Fernandez. DeAndre Yedlin, Martin Dubrovka, I mean, that back line has been solid. And honestly, uh, if if we can manage our substitutions right, we shouldn't give up two goals like we did last time. The front three of Joel Linton, St. Maxman, and Miguel Amaron, that was well. And the midfield pairing of John Joe Shelby and Isaac Hayden really did complement each other. Um, John Joe Shelby, if he works hard and actually tracks back on defense, he's a dangerous player because – you know, him going forward and being able to create and and pick passes is great because Isaac Hayden has no issue sitting back and defending and, and, and covering for him. So I think we roll out with the same lineup. Um, our tactics are going to have to change, and that will be the true test of Steve Bruce. Is, is he going to adjust his tactics to, uh, to the opponent, or is he just going to actually just roll out the same exact tactics and then hopefully it works? So you want Shelby in the midfield? Yeah, I think I'll. I, I think Shelby I would Hayden. With Shelby in the middle. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those things where you ride with the player until it doesn't work. And I mean, I love Maddie Longstaff, but I I don't know. I I don't think Shelby did anything to get himself dropped from the no. team. No. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was just making sure that that was um, definitely what you were saying. Um, I agree with you there. I think the only thing I would I could see changing from that lineup would be if you want Matty Longstaff to start. But at home, based on that performance that we just had in London, like I, I feel like you need to take this squad that just did that and take that take that momentum straight into the international break. Um, yeah. So I'm with you, you have on that. To. Especially with how well the front three played in the first time. Honestly, the first time all season, it looked like there was a transition from defense to midfield to attack and how we were attacking, and, and I don't know. It just was the first time I think Newcastle looked like a like a, a proper team, um, honestly, the whole yeah. season. So it's just tough to justify changing the lineup. Yeah. Um, okay, that that's good. We're in lockstep there. Let's get into parts of the match that we want to see. We, we're kind of getting into that right now, but Elijah, what does Newcastle have to do to get three points against Burnmouth? 
Well, they have to finish. I mean, if they play, yeah. um, if they play like they did against West Ham, um, they'll they'll be fine. Uh, the the issue is is finishing uh, from your front three. And to be fair, I think Joel Linton only really had one opportunity the last match, and it was a tough shot, that kind of thing. Um, but you know, Miggy and and Saint Maxman have to they have to be scoring. And I think that it will happen. And, you know, it's something that I think this is the first time that front three has actually gelled and they've been able to create opportunities for themselves. So it's only going to create more and more scoring chances and more and more opportunities to score. And so as long as they're creating those opportunities and able to do so, I think that's that's going to be huge for them. And you just have to be able to finish. I mean, we can't rely on set-piece goals and our center backs to get us all these goals. But, I mean... If that's how we're going to win this season, then sure, it's a tough hill to die on. But yeah, I, I think they just have to finish. Yeah, uh, the the cherries are good defensively. They yeah, um, but they haven't been doing well recently. They drew West Ham, they lost to Arsenal, they drew Norwich, they drew Watford, and then they shocked everybody last week and beat Manchester United one nothing. But they haven't been giving up goals, literally. In the last four Premier League games, they've given up one, and that was to Arsenal. That's it. One goal. So they're very stingy defensively. So we really need to absolutely just send Mikel Amaran and St. Gucci Max on an absolute tear in this one. That's how That's how we win. We have to have them just out-frustrate them and out, outrun them. And this is, this is a game, too, where I think if we're going to get something – we're going to draw their defenders into uncomfortable situations where I want Jolinton to run in those open spaces. Um, mm-hmm. and, and hopefully that's part of our part of the huge reason why we don't have a lot of goals this year is because we haven't been able to get Jolinton the ball in those spaces. Um, so that's going to be the big difference for me in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sounds so, Wonderful. what are some cherries to watch? I mean, they play the Bruce, the Steve Bruce four four two, except for it looks good, and <laughs> it is pretty damn good when you have two really good strikers and Josh King and Calum Wilson at the top. Um, I think whoever comes in to replace Jefferson Lerma is actually who I want to focus on because that's going to be a weak point in their midfield. Jefferson Lerma has been a mainstay in their, in their midfield so far this season. He's a great player, quality player, a player that's able to be that enforcer in the midfield as well as start things on the attack, um, kind of like a, an Isaac Hayden. And so losing him and replacing him is going to be interesting to see what they do. I mean, there's guys on their bench that, you know, there's guys who you could bring in. Lewis Cook is probably going to be one of the guys they bring in um, to bullshit out that midfield. Maybe they move Harry Wilson inside. I've seen Lewis Cook play inside a little bit. I don't know what they're going to do, but I think whoever replaces Jefferson Lerma is going to be kind of the focal point for a Newcastle midfield, trying to win the midfield battle because you've got, I don't know, there's just an opportunity to exploit someone in that midfield. Yeah. Um, I think you're right that it will be Lewis Cook. At least that's that's uh, that's just what I'm seeing. <laughs> mm. I don't really have any other evidence there. Um, yeah. If when we usually we do this and we say what players to look out for, I'm pretty sure for Bournemouth, I've said the last couple times we played them, I've said Jefferson Lerma. Um, for this one, though, their best player for me is Diego Rico. Oh, he's nasty. It's true. 
He is nasty. Um, him, like, I don't know. He's he's filthy. So he he's he's gonna he plays like the Matt Ritchie role a lot. So like if he played for Newcastle, he would be our Matt Ritchie essentially. Um, he can be a, a left mid. He can be a left back. Um, he can he's extremely fast. He can absolutely cause a terror. So he's if we're if we're getting this weird thing where we're at home and we're bunkering like he's not he's not going to be fun for us we're going to hate him pretty quickly but if we're attacking them yeah. then we completely remove him from the game um he's going to be forced to defend the whole way but offensively we don't want to be dealing with that also just want to point out that they have a, that their keeper is the keeper they start against Manchester United, I don't know if he's their number one because I really, honestly, haven't paid that much attention to their matches this season. Aaron Ramsdale, Aaron, what yeah. a name! Yeah, that's a that's a that's one of the whitest names I've ever seen. No, you just Aaron you, Ramsdale. Ramsdale is just like you a, literally just said Lewis Cook. I mean, yeah, they have a defender named Ramsdale Steve is just oh yeah, no relation. Adam either. Smith, Harry Wilson. I mean, is this just Ryan Frazier? This is just the white guy he, team. Even 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 though he's not white, Josh King. <laughs> oh, and even though he's not white, Lloyd Kelly. Just just very white names on this team. Simon yeah, Francis. Yeah. Gosh. The Bournemouth white yeah. guy. The Bournemouth yeah. white guys. That's their I just, name. yeah. Callum Wilson. Oh, yeah, man. that's a pretty white. Callum, if you name yourself Callum. You just, then you just throw yeah. in Diego Rico. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Yeah. All right. All righty. Well, um, some getting into some fun stats for you. This is something that I'm really intrigued about. So mm. we we said before the season started that, and actually Rafa said that this squad, Newcastle United, is good enough to stay up, right? Remember he said that? Yes. Mm-hmm. You remember it. So... After 11 Premier League matches, Newcastle have 15 points. Or, sorry. Wow. We're in 15th place. (laughs) That's what I meant to say. We have 12 points. Um, We scored nine goals. Um, If we beat Burnham, it would be our highest point total in the Premier League through 12 games since the 2014-2015 season. Under Alan Pardew. Gosh. Do you know who's going to be all over that? Yes. You know who. Oh, yeah. Steve yeah, Bruce Luke lover Edwards. himself. Luke Edwards. Yeah, Dude, Luke Edwards wasn't even covering the Newcastle-West Ham match. And then at the end was like, he just saw the final score and tweeted out about, oh, wow, those Steve Bruce doubters are kind of quiet. And it's like, you didn't watch the match where, like, literally we almost lost because of Steve Bruce just, like, being incompetent but yes luke Luke edwards will certainly if we win this match he's going to be all up in it three set piece goals does have some positive things to say for coaching i mean no it does and especially if it's stuff you've worked on but also giving up two goals essentially because you refuse to sub up your own players (laughs) and freshen up the team also speaks to your manager i think prowess. definitely think he'll lose us more than he'll win us but for now these pretty decent yeah um for this match home match what does 538 say elijah well that's a great question elijah 
Okay. Um, <laughs> Why would I be asking myself that question? This is a great question. Um, yeah. <laughs> Newcastle United, according to 538, say they say that Newcastle has a 40% chance to win, 27% chance to draw, and a 33% chance to lose. So, 538 saying the favorite to win is Newcastle United. That's the most likely of the three outcomes. I'll take that all day long. Yeah, it's very odd, but I'll take that. Okay. We got to get someone from 538 on here. Yeah, for sure. How this works. Um, They actually have, you can just read their website and they'll tell you how. Okay, well. I mean, that would require us to read, so it's not... Yeah, no, that's stupid. <laughs> so it, it's based on, um, like, a lot of XG stats and adjusted goal difference, and all, there's a whole litany of, of things. And they, like, have a ton of additional metrics. It's a really cool site if you're a nerd. Okay. Nerd. Yep. Confirmed. Um, let's get into predictions. I'll go first here. I want you to wrap it up. Okay. Um, Newcastle United, my prediction, are going to win this match 1-0. Oh. And the goal scorer from a okay. penalty in the 56th oh. minute, Okay, Joel Entun. Really? Joel Entun's the guy who got taking penalties? Yep. Interesting. That is a very good question, though, because Matt Ritchie would be our normal penalty. No, penalty no I don't think he would because he's missed the last two. Well, I'm I'm just saying, in general, in seasons past, well, I guess the past couple seasons, oh, it's been Matt Ritchie stepping one. up, and you know, he would I don't know who, I don't know, who, I mean, I maybe, I mean, give it's it to interesting. The, you give it to John because you don't. I mean, I don't think you give it to Shelby because he is just you definitely not don't give it to Miggy. <laughs> yeah, don't give it to Miggy. Heavens no. <laughs> no. I mean, the only penalty Miggy, Miggy's taken a couple penalties in his Lane United career. I think he's done fairly well but he just certainly was not the guy like he only time i've seen him get awarded a penalty in game and he took it was when he was on his hat trick and yeah he needed the yeah that's the only anyway but i mean honestly i wouldn't be surprised if like jetro willems was our penalty kick taker i would be i wouldn't be i just wouldn't be because I, I think i think isaac hayden would be over him i think Dolan's i don't think isaac hayden Gucci would max would be over him I don't think Isaac Hayden would be over him. I think St. Gucci Max and Joel Linton, but just like the stupid thing, like the amount of like absurd goals that he, that Jetro Willem scores in training and the fact that he's got a cannon of a left foot, I think that he would be in contention. But I don't think, I don't, I think Isaac Hayden's not as good of a finisher as Jetro Willems. Hot take. Oh, I, I'm, I'm, I don't think that's a hot take. Okay. Then why would you say Isaac Hayden's over him in penalty? It does order. Not a better finisher. He could be a better penalty kick taker. I mean, I guess. No, definitely. Uh, why do you say no? Definitely, like this is something that you've tested. Oh, like, I have. High... Oh, it's, it's okay. Been tested. Didn't know that that was your science fair project. Yeah, that's, that's in a lab. Oh yeah, you just had sports. So, what's your prediction? Bring back that show. Okay, so my prediction: two one Newcastle. Um, I think we'll give up a goal. It's going to be tough to stop Callum Wilson and Josh King. They've got a lot of great movement between the two of them, and it's just it's a it's a good system. And you got two strikers that complement each other really well, and they've played together for the past couple seasons. So it's just there's a I just have a feeling that they're gonna they're gonna score. 
Um, but I do think that we'll get two goals due to the amount of chances we've created, and they're going to come from the two guys who need to score the most, Miguel Angron and St. Gucci Max. You heard it here, folks. Those two are both going to score this weekend. Whoa. Oh, yes. Oh, man. I just hope we get, like, I hope they continue that free-flowing, like, attack between that front three because that was just fun to watch and I just I just want it to happen more often and yes I get part of it is like West Ham's defense just like had a terrible game plan and like we were able to exploit weaknesses but it's like if Steve Bruce is able to exploit weaknesses even though they're obvious weaknesses like him having the tactical awareness to do that is is huge and if like he notices something with with Bournemouth's team that he can exploit, you know, whether, you know, they play a high line or I don't know. It, I don't know. It'd just be cool. I mean, almost I prefer if they play like a high line against us because we have just really fast players and play balls over the top, but all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I'm just, I really want us to, to play well as any fan should want us to play well. I, yeah. I want to know something too. Um, I feel like I, I, I wonder if somebody could pull this up. Maybe 538 can. But if you take the last two matches before every international break and have a Premier League table, I bet you Newcastle is pretty high up there. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. We tend to just roll in the international breaks. And then if you, you come out of international breaks, yeah, and all the, near the bottom. <laughs> and then all the momentum is just done. I feel like we do well before every international break. And you know what's crazy? Uh, I think, uh, I don't know. I feel like we also just don't do well because... We don't rotate our players, so you'll get like all these guys who just played like ninety minutes and seventy minutes, or like forty-five minutes, and that for their international teams, and then we'll just immediately start them as well, coming back. Yeah, <laughs> into, yep. into the because we don't have any depth. But yeah, you're right. I mean, Newcastle tend to to pick up steam towards the end of breaks, and it's cool. I yeah. love it. It's fun. Awesome. All right, so let's move to our questions. We're going to do that right after this break. Okay, episode 95, we got our questions. It's going to be great. We're going to have great questions. But, Elijah, you have some that I don't think I have. Maybe. That's, is I mean, that true? I, well, that's just the one I had. I mean, I can I can ask it if you want me to. I mean. Yeah, feel free. Um. SM at Smick Ultra one is wondering why in the last podcast Greg did not say his first name. He he said if in I quote we can run the tape back on it. I mean we're not going to do it. Someone else can. Uh, Greg said I will not be saying this person's Twitter name, but at Smick Ultra. And uh, and if people are wondering what is Smick Ultra's Twitter name, it's District of Champions. So Greg, why won't you say District of Champions? And for those of you who don't know, probably in the UK or in elsewhere all over the world, because we're, we're Mr. Worldwide, like Pitbull, um, the Washington Nationals just won the World Series, um, and the Mystics won the WNBA championship, and then was it last year the Capitals won? The, well, the year before, I guess. I guess it yeah. technically was last year. Um, they won the Stanley Cup, so uh, DC's on a little championship high, and Greg is not a fan. No. Not a fan. Um, I think DC is a is a as long as the Redskins exist, they're a joke of a sports town. And as long as they yeah. name a basketball team the Wizards, they should no longer they should not be considered um, a sports town as well. And DC United is trash as well. 
That's, yeah, that's and they my... just lost the their hope, uh, Wayne Dreamy. Yeah. But hey, Yamil Assad. I like Yamil Assad. He yeah. was. I'm. I'm probably, not. I'm uh, not here for it. Well, I'm here for Yamil Assad. I'm not because he's fun. So oh, Smick Ultra, okay. as long as I claim to be a Philadelphian and you claim to be a district of Dan Snyder, um, you could have said shall... district of Chode. That would have been a good <laughs> district of Chode. I like that too. Uh, we shall be rivals. Well, Smick Ultra, we'll be looking forward to seeing you in <laughs> the DC, the DMV area, um, April fourth for um, what is that? Uh, to an Army America meetup. In yeah, Baltimore. in Bmore, so, and you'll be hearing B-more. more about that during this international break. I it's think true. Probably. I mean, I don't actually know. We we'll talk about it. We're really good at planning our podcasts over like during the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Behind the scenes. Really, there's there's one question, one other oh. question, um, and it's from the official questionnaire of CHN Radio, Trevor Mooney at Trevor Mooney twelve, who also lives in the district. Of oh Florida. wait, we do have a question hidden in the questions, in the questions from my friend Palmer at Daddy XBL, which basically means if you want to follow on Xbox Live, his name is literally Daddy. So that's great. Um, he says, do y'all expect to embarrass Man City again? And to which I responded, we don't play them this week. And he said, only 23 more days. So in 23 days, Greg, do you think we'll embarrass Man City again? No, no, no. I think the question is, do we expect to? And the answer is oh, no. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, we didn't expect to embarrass them the last time. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yes, that is good. Good shout. Yes, <laughs> we do not expect us to embarrass No, Man we City. definitely do not expect them. Um, so going back, the official questionnaire at Trevor Mooney 12, who also resides in the district of Chode. Oh, is it destiny for Miggy to pop his cherry against the cherries who wear black and red stripes and loaned a player to his former club? Man, I really want to make a joke about TI there, but I will not. And if you don't understand that, look up TI because wow. That is something completely different. And yes, he will, because every single week I predict him to 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 pop his cherry in the Premier League. <laughs> I cannot wait in one that happens and our Twitter account explodes saying how you predicted the goal. And I I think yeah. we should I think we should really ride that out like like every possible account. Like and if you're listening to whenever Mickey scores, just absolutely blast. Elijah predicted this. Elijah yeah. called this out. Let's make it a yeah, big Yeah, listen thing. to the – and then have people like on the last episode of CHN Radio, he predicted that Miggy would score. And it's like if they never heard it, they're just like, oh, yeah, you're right. And they're just not going to listen to like yeah. literally every single CHN Radio since he's signed. Let's just let's just ride that wave and like Elijah well, is wait, literally time out. They're gonna, Wait, they're going to hear it this time and then they'll actually get to this part in the episode and realize that's fine. that it was all sh- but that's fine we, we got we got to have a, at least one of the shows where we set the rules, set the guidelines. Oh, and shout out to Trevor Mooney for recognizing that en- Emerson Hendman is loaned to Atlanta United right now and actually played really well as a nice little holding midfielder, an American that kind of fell off the face of the earth and good for him. But yes, he will pop his cherry this weekend because Every weekend, Miguel Amarone will pop his cherry. Good for him. <laughs> but yeah, seriously, look up that TI thing. It's messed up. All right. Um, do you have what, anything you else, Elijah? Wait, you didn't even answer the question. 
It's like the whole point of the question segment. Uh, yes. Okay. All right. Well, we've got our answer. <laughs> the signs are there. Yeah. You know, it's Occam's yeah. Raver, Razor. I can't oh. speak. Occam's Razor. Just that's the obvious thing. Oh. Occam's Razor. Who's yeah. Occam? And what kind of razor does he have? Uh, it's a, it's like a. Is that like a saying? Is it Latin? Yeah, it's like a problem-solving principle. It's like basically said, like it just the most. It's a philo- it's, I can't remember the guy's Nerd. name. I th- the guy's name is Occam, but I don't know his real name, like his full oh. name. But it's a like a philosophy thing. It's nerd. basically just picking the most obvious thing that's right in front of you. Nerd, nerd, nerd. Yeah, you, I think you, it's pretty well known. Philosophy, what a nerd! I think it's pretty well known. Uh, I mean, if I don't know it, then it's not. Weird. That's how. <laughs> well, I look up it. Occam's Razor, everyone. O C C A M S, and then oh. Razor. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Hey, and c- congrats because you just learned something. I mean, yeah, that that's huge. <laughs> is there is there anything else that you have, Elijah? Um, just hey, if you see me in Denver this weekend, buy me a drink. All right. You got to use this fame for something, Greg. Yeah. Also, if you haven't already, give us a follow at CHN underscore radio. Retweet that tweet so you can win our beautiful hat giveaway. Um, And then also keep up the five stars because the more five stars we get, the more of these giveaways we're going to do. And the higher they get, the bigger the giveaway. Yeah, we're going to give away a plane. Yeah, that's the end goal. Yeah, so (laughs) one million five-star reviews will give away an airplane. Yeah, definitely. Alrighty. We'd have to be getting paid by someone if we I get mean, to one million five star. Yeah, yeah by, by that point, somebody <laughs> will be paying us. All right. Well, that concludes episode 95 of CHN Radio. I'm your host, Greg Troxel. This is the best damn co host in the land, Elijah Newsom. Go see him in Denver this Saturday. And this is a great song, by the way. Coming home, Newcastle. And Hoy the Lats. Mm. Looking at the old time bridge, I'm coming home, Newcastle. I might as well have been in jail. I'd walk the streets all day, I'll need for a bottle of your own brown hill. I'm coming home, Newcastle. If you never win the club again, I'll brave the dark at St. James's Park if the Gallagher's end in the rain. I'm coming To be a Jody and to live in Jody land. Some people think we're forty and we're hard to understand. And they say it's just self pity and we're not so very tough. Cause the people in the big fat city haven't had it tough as rough. I'm coming home, Newcastle. You can keep your London wine. I've walked the streets all day. I'll meet for a bottle of the river Tyne. I'm coming home. Newcastle, I wish I'd never been a weird. I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound in me mother seeing Henny how weird I'm coming home. And I miss the old blind busker who stands at Phoenix door. He plays a mean accordion, you've all seen him there before. And I love the Geordie heroes, there's so many famous names 
like Lindisfarne in Gaza, Brendan Foster in the Gates at Games. I'm coming home, Newcastle. I might as well have been in jail. I'd walk the streets all day. I'll need for a bottle of your own brown nail. I'm coming home, Newcastle. If you never win the cup again, I'll brave the darkness in James's Park in the Gallagher Den in the rain. I'm coming home, Newcastle. You can keep your London wine. Walk the streets all day, I'll wait for a bottle of the river tide I'm coming home, Newcastle I wish I'd never been away I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound And me mother saying, hey, how I'm coming home, Newcastle I might as well have been in jail I'd walk the streets all day, I'll wait for a bottle of your own brown nail I'm coming home, Newcastle If you never win the cup again Brave the dog is in James's